Hello everyone, this is me at the shop. Today I am going to tell you something about the aims of education. Uh, actually, today let's talk about the aims of education and what is the difference between education and uh, instructions. So, let's get started. The aims and objectives of education can be stated after defining the difference between education and instruction. Education helps in the complete growth of an individual's personality, whereas instructions merely trains an individual's or a group in the efficient performance of some task. A human being may be a great general and efficient carpenter or a first-class pilot, a lawyer, a mechanic or a pathologist, a renewed doctor, a chemical engineer or a charter accountant, but still remain a semi-educated ill-mannered, immoral, unrighteous, or unjust person. Similarly, someone may be a very fine painter, a good poet, or poses a love of beauty, which is highly delicate and sensitive, but may at the same time be a cruel or brutal or an untruthful, unsocial individual who deliberately ignores his or her duty towards a right uh, towards the neighbors or even spouse and children. We can say that people who have specialized in certain educational fields are well-instructed individuals, but we cannot necessarily regard them as true educated. On the other hand, someone who knows performance his or her duty towards itself family neighbors and humanity and at the same time has acquired a basic knowledge about how to earn a livelihood honesty honestly and live our decent life should be called an educated person such a person may not have specialized in a particular field of knowledge but lack of expertise does not automatically prevent him or her from being recognized as an excellent human being Good people are not necessarily completely people. In fact, no one around us can be regarded as a complete because there is no end to the growth of human personality. A wide knowledge of a man's subjects helps in the growth of personality provided that we know how to adjust our knowledge to our behavior and how knowledge and action are to be integrated into a broad total framework of life. The outlook of an educated person is not static, static, uh, but is modified and mellowed as uh, he or she applies principles to practice and acquires an outlook enriched by experience. In order uh, to achieve such integration, we need some basic values and the social uh, society in which we live needs uh, uh, some basic questions, assumptions and the human being is both an individual and a member of the community uh, only uh, not only we can say cannot be separated from the other without destroying uh, uh, something vital in both the individualism the individualism that stresses complete freedom from any kind of uh, i mean a social control is in practice uh, impossible because it leads to the uh, disintegrations of society and gives complete license to the individual to break or make social instructions and at will.
uh, uh, and uh, overthrow the ideas and values assumptions by the community uh, according to the weight whatever individual whims did it dictate similarly a complete social control that repress, represses the creative and critical urge of the individual scruples and spirit and leads society uh, either to degeneration and stagnation or the, to start certain basic structure of society by the conserving uh, all that is worthwhile in basic values and instruction Uh, by transmitting them to the next generation and by the renewing culture fresh from ever uh, the uh, generation stagnation or loss of a values occur at the same time the job of education is to use the words of professor jeffries the nurture of the person craft it is through this nurture of the individual and the preservation the transmission of culture that both the individual and society attain a quality of life which as whitehead says lies always beyond the mere facts of life education conveys uh, this sense of quality to pupils the quality that has an objective status beyond any subjective assumptions and assertions but which requires individual cognition of individuals are to grow as full men and women there are various interpretation of this quality of life the most significant are the secularist modernist and the humanist and the religious as the system of education depends on these interpretation it is necessary uh, for scholars to take them into account in order to emphasize and be appreciative of the typically uh, muslims point of view secularist modernist do not distinguish completely Uh, conceptually or practically between the education and instruction but regard education is not as a conservator of human uh, values the guardian of tradition but as a process of change and venture into the unknown organization of a new knowledge seems uh, more important than the preservation of knowledge already acquired the modernist concept state stated clearly and forcibly by John Vesey in education in the modern world does not draw any distinction between the universal and the absolute and the local and relative between the revealed knowledge ilmi nakli but um uh, then uh, that that a muslims believer derives as a direct gift of from god and acquired knowledge ilmi kasbi that human intelligence and imaginations have succeeded in accumulating Wesley goes further and points out the even this accumulated knowledge which uh, for generations past uh, the scholars and thinkers analyzed classified and regarded uh, with reference to the liberal concept of man and values that humanists believe in which even a modern non-christian or an uh, or anti-religious thinker like Bernard Russell used to stress uh, uh, is uh, of uh, arguable relevance this conclusions has been reached by the secularist modernist only because they conceive education is a process that helps humanity to live well in this martial world I'm sorry this material world 
They do not believe in the fundamentally unique and immutable moral or spiritual values. The humanists also deny the concept of man that reveals the knowledge has given to us. They conceive education as a continuous process of mental, emotional and moral development as an initiation into a quality of life which helps human to see the different points of view and the relationship of these various points of view to another as R.S. Peters in his work Education as Initiation says. The great teacher is he who can convey this sense of quality to another so that it haunts his every endeavors and makes him sweet and yearn uh, to fix what the, what he thinks and feels in a fitting form. For life has no uh, purpose. For life has no pur- no one purpose. Yeah. Man imprints purposes upon it. It presents few tidy problems, mainly predic- uh, predicaments uh, that have to. Uh, let's suppose it have to uh, be endured or enjoyed. It is education that provides that touch of eternity under the aspects which in endurance can pass into the dignified very acceptance and animal enjoyment into a quality of living. The unfortunate thing about this attitude is its vagueness it considers education as having in no ends beyond itself. It makes a person as a new man rightly pointed out into a gentleman and not necessarily a religious uh, man. The spiritual world or the world after death do not have any relevance to the process of cultivating this quality, humanistic thinking. As another humanist, Lars Verzani, in his book, Socratic, Humanism has said, as the cultivation of man, his self-cultivating and self-unfolding into full humanity, what this cultivation of self mean to a modern humanist has been explained by the William D. Hitt in his book entitled Education as a Human Expertise. It means the cultivation of a scientific attitude of a kind which demands rejection of dogma and question absolutes in a state of a faith, demands a reliance on reason alone. It stresses human values and the complementary roles of science and those human values. It is this concept of man which humanists preach that differs fundamentally from the concept of man that religious gives us, that religion gives us, in so far as values are concerned, there are appears to be a good deal of similarity. Both humanist and religious thinkers are agreed on the objective status of values, but humanist thinks that through man's efforts. Thank you, thank you for listening. And let's uh, discuss another topic for the next uh, episode. The next episode with love and time and better. Thank you guys, thank you, listen. thanks for listening. One night, you see someone's committing sin. Tomorrow, do not look at him as a sinner. He may have repented during the night, and you did not know. 
He who has no manners has no knowledge. He who has no passions has no religion. And he who has no God consciousness has no closeness to Allah. Whoever learns something in the name of Allah, seeking that which is with him, he will win. And whoever learns something for other than Allah, he will not reach the goal, nor will his acquired knowledge bring him closer to Allah. All humans are dead except those who have knowledge, and all those who have knowledge are asleep except those who, good, who do good deeds. And those who do good deeds are deceived, except those who are sincere. And those who are sincere are always in a state of folly. There is no doubt that the heart becomes covered with rust, just as metal dishes, silver and their like, becoming rusty. So the rust of the heart is polished with vigor, for vigor polishes the heart until it becomes like a shiny mirror. However, when dhikr is abandoned, the rust returns, and when it commences, then the heart again begins to be cleansed. Thus, the heart becoming rusty is due to two matters, sense and neglecting remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Likewise, it is cleansed and polished by two things, istighfar and dhikr. If you do not have the ability to compete with the pious and righteous deeds, then compete with the sinners in asking Allah's forgiveness.